welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. What's up guys? We are back and I'm so excited today. I'm switching it up a little bit because we are going to be doing a guest interview. The guest I'm having on to this show is Megan Harriman. Guys, I love her. If you don't, you're soon going to. Today's episode, really, I think we spoke on so many different topics, so I know that you're going to gain something from this episode. Megan is a CEO, coach, Instagram strategist, and business coach. She is extremely passionate about helping other women start, grow, and scale their businesses to reach their ideal clients, make the money of their dreams, live their dreams, and do it all with the perfect mix of soul and strategy. Guys, she is so authentic. I love her energy. I love her vibe. And I know that you guys are going to love this episode too. So listen in. If you find yourself enjoying it, please feel free to screenshot and share on your social channels. Tag us on the let's get podcast on Instagram. And now let's get to it. All right. Yay. Hi, everybody. We're here with Megan. Megan, I'm going to just asked really quickly. I'm sure there are people on here that are listening and they want to know about your story. And I'm really, really excited to be chatting with you today. So, well, first off, I guess say hi. <laughs> hey, what's up? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Guys, if you don't know Megan, this episode will help you get to know her a little bit better. But Megan, so people that don't know you, I just want to start off with kind of more of general of where you've been, where you're at now. I love knowing about all the different pivots you've made in your career, in your business, in your direction and what you're focusing on. I think your journey has been so cool. You're, you've been somebody I've followed for quite a bit. So it's cool seeing you grow and seeing you expand and pivot and all those things. So can you kind of run through maybe a few of those? bigger points for everybody that's listening today. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I will make this long story short (laughs) because all the pivots along the way have been quite the journey. Started out a small town girl from Maine and I thought that I wanted to go to school for nutrition. So I did, but then found out that I was really in it for the wrong reasons. I just wanted to learn how to be skinny. So I was like, can I find the answer from nutrition? <laughs> so I did not have as big of a passion as I thought to actually become a nutritionist. I did end up being a, I was working as a nutritionist for a naturopathic doctor for about two years after I moved down to Florida. Once I graduated, I moved to Florida and I found a job as a nutritionist for a naturopathic doctor for about two years, but I found out I really, really didn't like that either. I had no desire to be working for somebody else. And from there, I studied personal training and got my certification. And then I started taking clients on on the side while I was working my full-time job. 
and joined a big mastermind. It was like an $8,000 investment. I was just like, I did not have that money at all, like at all, but I put it in and I was like, I'm doing the dang thing, ready to, you know, work for myself. And after that mastermind, I did end up quitting my full-time job and going into business for myself as a fitness and nutrition coach. I worked as a coach for about a year and a half before I pivoted into confidence and femininity work for women. Did that for a few months while I was starting to get my toes wet on social media growth and actual marketing growth because I grew my platform as a fitness and nutrition coach really fast. And I was getting a lot of questions around how I did that. So I was like, hey, I guess I could teach about this. <laughs> and I quickly fell in love with talking all things marketing, social media, and business in general. So I completely pivoted about a year and a half ago now into business and Instagram coaching. Oh, okay. There are just so many points that I want to hit on in your story. I'm, I just, I love it. I love it because I think everybody, like, anybody listening right now, like if you've ever looked at somebody who's like, quote unquote, successful, I doubt that that thing they're successful in was the first thing they tried. You know what I mean? So for you, what were those fears? What did that look like? Those fears around pivoting? I mean, honestly, if we look at the first pivot, you know, you went to school for something, you got a degree in something, you started working for somebody like for people out there that are like, well, I have this career. I applied for this really intense job. I got it. Like my family all is is about this. They support this, whatever, whatever. Like what did those fears look like and how did you begin to overcome those? Oh gosh. Yeah. That is so, so important to address because everybody, when you're thinking about like going into business for yourself, you're like, wait, I went to school for four, eight years, however many years, like how the heck am I going to possibly like, quote unquote, throw that away? So what helped me is to realize that every step, every big investment we make, every big choice that we make in our life, we make it for a reason at that time. And I knew deep down, like I could either do it now or continuously ask myself, what if? And I, I mean, I liked the work that I did when I was working for someone else and I liked talking nutrition, obviously. That's what I ended up quitting my job to do, but I didn't love working for somebody else. And there was just every day I felt like I was missing out on time with my dog and with my boyfriend because his schedule is complete opposite of what mine was. And I just felt like I was missing out on life. So I was like, whatever, like try it. If I have to go find another job, I find another job. (laughs) Right. Oh my God. Okay. And so I actually love that you said that you like, you didn't hate your job, you know? And I think a lot of times people think they have to hate where they're at to want to be somewhere different, if that makes sense. So I love that you were like, okay, I'm like, I'm okay with this, but I see something bigger for myself and I see a different life for myself. I think that's just absolutely so inspiring. The next kind of pivot I wanted to ask you something about that $8,000 you invested into a mastermind. And you're like, I straight up didn't have that. First off, when people say, and and, because I have a similar story to that, kind of when I started to really dive into working for myself, it did start with an investment, something that I didn't have the money for. Where'd you find that money? What was the decision or not even where'd you find that money, but like, what was this decision of, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to pay for it this way, or this is going to pay off and it's going to be okay. Like, how did you allow yourself that permission to invest money that at the time, like technically wasn't sitting in your bank account? 
Yeah. Yeah. Like when I say like, I did not have the money. I mean, I literally didn't have the money. I know people are like, Oh, I don't have the money, but it's actually like in their savings or like in different accounts. I'm like, no, I actually only had about $800 to my name. And this investment was 8,000. So I decided to ask my job if I could start working overtime and take on some more responsibilities. They didn't know what it was for at the time, (laughs) but I made it work by taking on the responsibility with the things that I could control. I could work a little bit more. I could ask for other opportunities. I also took on some one-on-one fitness clients before I was even ready, like before I knew what I was doing just to try to get some money there. And I ended up getting a payment plan from the coach that I was working with. And every paycheck I got went right to her. (laughs) Uh, Oh my. Okay. Wait, hold up though. Have you ever heard the quote or it's like a quote or saying, I'm sure it's like on a little cute quote somewhere, but it's like leaders find a way and everybody else quits or something like that. It obviously probably sounds a little bit better, but I feel like you, you literally depicted that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I truly believe that if you're like supposed to do something and you want to, like it's going to work out somehow. And I just felt a inner like gut instinct that said, you're supported. You don't know how, and it's scary AF, but you're supported. Just do it. Right. Totally. And I think sometimes people are scared to work a little harder in the beginning phases because somewhere deep down, like we tell ourselves like, well, if it doesn't just kind of like come to me and I feel like we're kind of like, we're in this place in the world, which I'm a hundred percent a part of this whole like manifesting and like what's meant for you will come for you. And I talk actually a lot about, you know, feminine energy, you know, you're just attracting things, but there is a season for the, I don't know how much you know about like, just like energies, but the masculine energy of like the work hard, get shit done, hustle mode. And it sounded like, you know, you realized that was your time. You're like, you know what? I am going to pick up extra shifts. I am going to work overtime. I am going to start this other thing that I know I can make money on the side. And you, you just went for it, right? Like where was, yeah. Like what was the decision there? I don't even know if that was even a decision or if you just knew deep down, you're like, well, this is what I have to do a pretty intuitive person and I've worked on that through my whole life I've always like moving to Florida from Maine when people are like weren't you scared and I was like no like I I don't know like I felt like it was the right thing to do and so I know that's not the answer that people are looking for they want me to be like oh I did x y and z and I found the answer but the truth is like you have to work on getting in tune with your intuition and listening to it and that takes work (laughs) but once you get it I just knew that I wanted to do it. And the worst, I always ask myself, what's the worst thing that's going to happen is that it doesn't work out and I go find another job. Like, cool. I like, I love that. You know, I, I firmly believe like nothing in life is permanent, you know? So why not try shit? Like why not just fucking go for it? So I just, I love that. That was your mentality too. I do think that's the mentality of a leader of a successful person. So I'm just, I respect and admire you for that. Okay. I want to dive in a little bit into like social media that is now where you're at. It's what you're so good at. I see you all the time on my, and I, I don't know so much about how Instagram works, but I see you all the time on my discover feed and your reels and like just you're popping off. And I just think it's so cool. I think there's so much that people can learn from what you're doing on social media. So kind of the first thing I wanted to ask you is, has social media always been easy for you or has it been something, I know you said you kind of did grow your account fast at first, but how did you decide to really like hone those skills? 
Okay, so this is funny. <laughs> I was just with my two best friends away on vacation and we were talking about like where we all started and they were like, Megan, I remember when you would like text us every single day and be like, oh my God, I got a new follower. Oh my God, I got a new follower. <laughs> like, like I was like so focused on it before I knew I wanted a business with social yeah. media. Um, before I knew I wanted my own business in any way, I was like, I'm going to make it on Instagram. I'm going to have a huge following. Like I want to be someone who gets free things and people know who I am. Like I was a little, a little egotistical there. Um, <laughs> just real honest. That's how I was. And so I was super, super hype about just getting anybody to follow me. And that's wrong. I will tell you now learning from experience. That's not how we do it. Yeah. But that's how I learned is just like, I did everything. I was like my own guinea pig to try new things, to put stuff out, to spin my wheels and throw spaghetti at the wall until something worked. And so no, it, it was not always easy to answer that question. It was a lot of work. And then once I decided to switch over into having a real focus and my business being the purpose behind it, that's when things took off because I found the alignment of what I was doing. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Um, you said, I, and I want to focus on this for a second. Cause I think that people listening might be at this point. Um, you said you were at a point where you were like, I just wanted anybody to follow me. One follow was one more follower that I didn't have, you know? So what is, and I understand I I'm the same as you. I literally grew my account because I was just like, Oh my God, I connected with another person. I don't even know where they came from. This is great. Oh my God. You know, it didn't matter that they were, uh, you know, 37 years old. And at the time I was, you know, 18 and whatever, whatever, and completely different life and nothing related to each other. But anyway, what is the fallacy there and what's wrong with that? Or why do you think that's not beneficial? What do you tell people, you know, that are at that place? If you're doing it just to grow with numbers and you truly actually just have this desire to get numbers, you know, that's cool. I'm not going to tell you that's wrong because we've, we've been there. I was there. But if you actually are connected to your purpose behind why you want this account, and maybe you're doing it for a business, maybe you're doing it for a nonprofit, maybe you're doing it for a something that you're really passionate about um, or a skill that you have, you have to understand that the quality of your people is so much more important because you're not going to impact the people's lives who are just randomly following you. Mm -hmm. And everybody who's growing their account says, well, I just want to impact people. And if you really mean that, then you want the right people there. Because eventually, if you do choose to monetize and have a business through your social media, you could have, I think this actually was a thing that happened. Some girl had like 1.4 million followers. That number might be a little off, but it was millions of followers. And she came out with a low price product and almost nobody bought because she just had followers. Yeah. Not people who actually cared about her, her story, um, you know, the things about her that make her unique or the purpose behind what she was doing. Uh, so if you're looking to long-term actually grow a business from this, you need to make sure that they're quality people that actually care about you and what you stand for. I love that so much. And I think, yeah, exactly. Quality over quantity. And I hear so much, like, I think 
I, I listen to a lot of business podcasts, a lot of that type of stuff. And, you know, there's so much behind, you know, having a small niche group of people that believe in what you're doing and know what you're doing and want to do what you're doing, want to follow, want to be a part of what you're doing, whatever that looks like, you know, but a small niche group that gets it is so much better than 1.4 million people that are just like, oh, she shakes her butt really good. <laughs> yeah. You know, if she, she does really good, uh, TikTok dances, you know, well, whatever. Um, (laughs) but I, I so agree with that. So what would you say for somebody who's looking to take the first steps in kind of growing their social media to, you know, gain influence, build a business, build a community, whatever that purpose is, but for a purpose, you know, and they're looking to do it the smart way and not just like the, I want followers and I don't really care how. Yeah. Okay. So the first step would be to get, if you think you're clear, get clearer on the purpose and that's going to always evolve and always change. But I do encourage my clients, my students who I work with to write it out, voice it out, you know, whatever, however you like quote unquote journal, I like to voice things out. If you want to video it out, whatever it is, you need to literally get it out of your head as into why you have this platform. What problem are you changing or solving in this world? And not only like person to person, but a ripple effect. So say you only have 10 followers, you're actually helping all of those people who are helping all of the people in their life who is expanding and expanding. So try to really dig deep into the fact that you have so much power and purpose in this platform and remind yourself of that daily. That's just a thing that I make my clients do because we can get caught up in the numbers so easily. Right. So one, get clear. Um, Two, I want you to start thinking about not what the gurus say you should be doing on social media, but how would your highest version of yourself show up on social media? Would, Would they show up five times on their feed with great content? Would they show up two? two times on their feed with great content? Would they be on their phone storing everything? Would they not be? I need you to think about what your highest version would do in the long run. How does he or she show up and how does it feel for you? Yeah. Because so many people start to hate social media because it starts to feel really shitty. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I want you to think about that because like you were talking about earlier, there's going to be times in our life, especially when it comes to social media and business, where we have to hustle, hustle, masculine mode, do, do, do. And so, yes, you need to do that, but you're working towards that highest version. Mm. You need to understand what that is and have a vision of it. And then I would suggest that you really start planning out the way that you're showing up. So if you have to be posting five times a week, you need to know who you're posting for, how you're posting, what you're doing and having a plan. So you're not just pulling out your phone every day being like, Oh, I'm supposed to post today. Right. What do I share? <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Having yes. The, like overall having clarity and then planning is key. Yeah. I so agree. So I want to touch on social media being draining later. That's a lot to be said, but, (laughs) but I want to ask just a tactical question, you know, with Instagram and we both are predominantly on Instagram. So I'm going to ask you about Instagram. What are some things that people should be focusing on right now for Instagram with like so many things are changing, the algorithms changing, what's important is changing, 
the way you see people is changing. So what are maybe one, two, three things, I don't know, whatever you think that people should really focus their effort and their energy on right now? Yeah, definitely. You're right. Everything's always changing. So, you know, last year is one thing this year, it's something new. Next year, it'll be something new every couple months, really. But as of like today, if I were to start from scratch, I personally would focus on reels 100%. Like you better be sharing reels. And I'd be focusing on carousel posts, you know, the ones that swipe over that are full of information of easy bite size, how to blank. Yeah less inspiration of like change your life by changing your mindset and like being all fluffy. We've got to switch. Instagram is really looking at the people who are saying, you know, Hey, I want to save this post because it's going to teach me steps one, two, and three for me to grow my platform tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. I need bite-sized stuff. So reels, number one, two carousel posts that are educational. And three, I'd be focusing on creating engaging stories that are two-way conversations and not just showing people your life as if you're an influencer, because if you're starting to grow, you're not an influencer yet. You've got to give value. So you need to be creating stories that people can conversate with and learn from. Right. Face and face-to-face value, right? I always say for people to start on their stories as if they're FaceTiming their best friends, leave out some of the, you know, the, the detail, but like for the most part, you want somebody on the other end of your stories to, to be like, wow, like I can relate with this girl or wow, like, okay, she just said something that I think all the time, but I would never say out loud, you know, like you want people to want, want to wake up and see, you know, what did Megan post on her stories yesterday? Or did I miss something? Or did she start her day off already? You know, um, you want people to be thinking of you and, and in order to do that, you know, you have to be the best friend that they haven't met yet. Um, yeah. So I love that. I also love the carousel post. So that's something I have been definitely trying to start doing more often, but it's the shareable stuff, you know? So I so agree the less less broad inspirational and more focused and shareable content because people are sharing things on their they share people that don't share anything on their stories will share like an inspirational quote or a a how-to thing or a you know things like that and so I think that's so smart that you said that and I love that you said that and then of course reels that's just it right now so yeah (laughs) (laughs) I I love that that's so helpful I think I definitely think that people can really work with that and and hone in some energy to focus on those things so the last question I do kind of want to focus on today is setting boundaries so when you when you are working off Instagram, social media, when your business is in the palm of your hand constantly, how do you keep it from being overwhelming and draining and like almost life sucking at at, at times, you know, where do you create those boundaries? How do you start to create those boundaries? If, you know, if you haven't already, what does that look like for you? It's a really important, really important thing to cover because especially when you're just starting, you either don't know how to set the boundaries or you just like break your boundaries all the time. They're like, I don't know. I just have to be on here. Like someone told me I have to be on 24 seven. So um, I suggest you go back to like that highest version of yourself. How often was he or she on there and start creating time blocks in your day where you are intentionally on there for X, Y, and Z versus... I'm just bored, going to open up the app. 
because even if you are just on downtime and you're just using it to relax, you're actually stressing yourself out because you're comparing yourself. You're overwhelmed with like, shit, what do I post today? Like you're too many decisions are trying to be made and thoughts going through your brain that stress you out without you even knowing it. So I would suggest that you set times and honor them. Love that. Yeah. Um, another big thing is if I'm like doing things with friends and family that I want to be present for, I will take pictures or videos on my camera roll and then upload them to my story later versus like, let me get this on Instagram and then have to do the text on it and the filter and all the fun stuff. Like I try to be present during things that I know I'm going to want to remember. Right. I, okay. So I love that. I firmly believe that. Um, and I've experienced almost ignoring those things, you know? And so thinking, well, if I set those boundaries, I'm not going to be able to grow as fast, or I'm going to be missing out on the people who I can impact. You guys can't see me because this is obviously audio, but I'm doing air quotes, (laughs) you know, like I know I should be doing boundaries, but I'm not gonna. And that has led, and me personally, just like a personal testimony point is like, that's led me to almost resent Instagram or resent my business or resent like the time I'm putting into people on the internet. Right. And so I think that, I think that's so important. And I would just, I would honestly just say for everybody listening, even if you think like, no, I'm in hustle mode. I I don't have time for the boundaries. I don't have time for the, uh, to, to give myself a weekend. And I'm not saying take every weekend off. Like, I'm not saying like ignore your social media over the weekends. Always. I am saying though, you know, like exactly. If there is something you want to remember, want to be a part of, want to be in fully, you know, then set that phone down. And I, I just love that. And I think it's so important for people to actually do it and not just hear that it's important to do it, but like actually do it. Cause yeah. it has created not just like resentment about Instagram and social media and, and my business and things, but you're so right. It affects you. Even when you don't think, you know, it, there are so many links to, and this is a whole different conversation, but like, you know, social media comparison, mental health, you know, and, and all that kind of ties together. And so like, guys, I would just say like, please, please start to consider where those boundaries can be in your life and how you can start to set those. Cause that's so important. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to be different for everybody, but you've got to find like the times of day that are important for you to be focused and there and present. So like for me in bed, my boyfriend and I, we, we don't scroll on Instagram while we're sitting there next to each other. Like we pay attention to one another or when we're at dinner, we will leave our phones in the car. So it's not even temptation. Like we both will look at each other and be like, okay, phones in the car today. Like you make it known. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. That's so important. So I'm so glad that you touched on that. Okay. So we're going to wrap it up here, but the question that I always ask everybody before I let them hop off is two things. First thing is a hard no and a hell yes. So this does not have to be anything related to anything we talked about today. Like a hard no could be, I'm trying to think like somebody said, don't do keto. And then like a hell yes. I think somebody said one time, like self-pleasure, like literally (laughs) wherever you want to take it. But what's something that you're like, hard no, never do this. And a hell yes, like start this right now, do it today. I highly encourage. Oh boy, that is so hard. Okay, here I am. A hell no. A hell no. A hell no to never, I'm going to go there right now, never leave the house without kissing your dog goodbye. Oh, I love that so much. I firmly- Or your cat, whatever you have. (laughs) Or your fish, whatever it's, whatever. (laughs) 
I love that. So important. And then um, yeah, a hell yes. A hell yes is if you have a repeating desire of something, just flip in, do it. Just try it. Just do the dang thing. Yes. I love that so much. I love both of those so much. And then the very last thing is just where can people find you on Instagram, a website, whatever you got going on your podcast. I know you got some things going. So here we are. We want to know where to find um, you. You can find me all on any handle is Megan Harriman, which I spell it very weird, but I'm sure you'll have it written in the notes, but it's just at Megan Harriman on Instagram and on TikTok. And then my Website is meganherriman.com. My Facebook group is Flourish Your Brand and Business. You just search that on Facebook. All the things. Ooh, yeah, I absolutely. love that. Is that like a free group anybody can join if they're looking to kind of, you know, take those steps? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, join us and we do live videos every Monday with different trainings. Perfect. Oh, so helpful. Well, Megan, I just am so appreciative of you dealing with this interview. First off, guys. I'm under a blanket under like, I look like I'm in a cave and I got started. I'm like, Megan, I'm sorry. I'm not very professional, but I, I so appreciate your time and your energy and just everything you shared today. Cause I feel like so many people can take so many tangible tips from this on how to really flourish and grow not only in their lives, but on social media and just so many different things that we talked about today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So appreciate thank you girl. You. <laughs> That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? <laughs> don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fit life fit me on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area. <laughs>